What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I know that you have been excited all week for two big things happening this week. Number one, of course, is it is weekday chat time again. And number two, of course, is it is almost baseball season. Can I get an amen? Uh, Sorry to all you Reds fans out there. It's going to be a rough week for you, but I'm excited. And today we're going to be talking about the role of tradition. I love some of the opening day traditions in baseball, but specifically about religious traditions and their role kind of in religion and how sometimes, if not handled carefully, our traditions can hinder us from experiencing a deeper community. With God. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. Today's podcast comes from our midweek social media broadcast called Weekday Chat. You can tune in live with us on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, on Sunday, Kyle, Mr. Nelly Dog Nelson, our discipleship minister, gave us a great, great message. He hadn't preached in like a year and a half throughout this whole COVID thing is, and this sounds bad. I forgot how good of a preacher that dude is, man. He he brought the word, and it was from John chapter 8. He had a tough text for Family Sunday. Lots of sound effects. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it was awesome. And he was talking about how in John chapter 8, there's this progression of Jesus is talking to these Jews who had believed what he's saying. Like, it seems like they buy into his mission, but then they get into this dicey dialogue. They're going back and forth. They're kind of debating about who he is. And at the end of John chapter 8, these people who had believed in him are picking up stones to stone him. And so it's like, what happened here? How did these people get from believing in him to trying to kill him? And the fact of the matter was they had prioritized their traditions over the new thing that God was doing and that they were more proud of their genealogy, of their biological heritage of being children of Abraham. And that blinded them from recognizing that uh, God is opening up the avenue to all people by faith to come in through mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and so uh, it, it was a pretty pretty challenging sermon for us, um, but but I I, uh, I was deeply blessed by it, and I hope you guys all were as well. Um, but, but this begs the question, these people that Jesus are debating with, like, these are good people. They're lovers of God. It's not like they're going around trying to be evil people, like we sometimes think of them. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do what they believed God wanted them to do. They had good intentions, and yet uh, they end up opposed to Jesus. They end up on the wrong side of this debate. So, what was it that was making them angry, and, and are there some parallels now to the things that make us as religious people angry and can cause us to miss out on Jesus? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, in this story, obviously, the religious leaders didn't like Jesus because they didn't feel like he was honoring their tradition. Mm-hmm. And this is something that happens over and over again in all the Gospels, you know. Jesus' disciples, they don't honor the Sabbath. The Pharisees get mad. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I, I led a Bible study on Mark 7, I think, and the Pharisees got mad because Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate. It's yeah. like, come on, Mom. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, blasphemy is a big thing. You know, who, who does Jesus say he is? Um, that that definitely happened in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they got mad about all those things. And I, I think the truth is a lot of times, you know, modern day leaders of any religion, they get mad about all the same things. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what else would you add to that? Yeah. Just this whole topic of tradition in general, I feel like is a little bit tricky. And our flavor of church, our church movement, we have kind of a funny relationship with tradition anyway. Yeah. We're not huge fans of tradition. There are other flavors of church or denominations that do tradition a lot better than mm-hmm. we do. Um, and there's there's pros and cons to that on, on either side, you know. Uh, but it's, I think it's important to say at the outset that for the majority of the time, traditions are a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like there have been followers of Jesus 
Jesus for thousands of years ahead of us who've been wise in their practices. They've thought through issues at a deep level, and we'd be wise to learn from them. We're not the first people to love Jesus and try to live godly lives. However, it's when we prioritize those traditions over God's actual word and what God is doing in the here and now and Mm -hmm. right in front of us um, that they can become dangerous and they can become blind us. And I think uh, the religious leaders in Jesus' day in this chapter in John chapter 8 were blinded and became angry, like you said, three big things I think were happening. Number one, their man-made tradition was being broken. Number two, their interpretation of Scripture was being challenged. And number three, their power was being usurped. It was threatening their authority and their role. And I mean, which of us have not felt those things, right? Sure. That we all have traditions about the way we come to God and the way we kind of do things and how we worship. And man, when that gets threatened, it feels personal. It hits the heart. And uh, we all have a particular interpretation of Scripture that we like. And uh, we probably all know believers who interpret Scripture a little bit differently. And it it, it can ruffle our feathers a little bit, you know, if, if they challenge our interpretation of Scripture. And then finally, and this is the one that probably hits closest to home for a lot of us is when I'm, when my position, my role is being threatened and I'm feeling unsafe or shaken, man, anger is a, is, a, is an immediate reaction yeah. to that. So Sure. Um, for I, sure. I do think that one really good thing you said is these Pharisees, they were doing what they thought was right. Yeah. I mean, sure, there were some bad apples in the group, but, you know, you preached about the story of Nicodemus a while ago. I mean, it was a good guy who mm-hmm. loved the Lord and, you know, just... Didn't yeah. really understand where Jesus was coming from it because it was a new thing, and um, I, I think that's that's a lot of people who care about tradition is they they really feel like they're following God, they really feel like they're doing the right thing, um, you know, they just take a little while to come around to something because they're yeah. used to doing it one way. Absolutely, and and these traditions that they're angry about being broken uh, were traditions that were built out of good intentions. Mm-hmm. You know that God had given them the law, and then it was their desire to kind of build a hedge around a law. Like like they didn't want to, uh, for example, one of the Ten Commandments is don't misuse God's name. And they said, well, we don't exactly know what misusing God's name in the right way or the wrong way is, so we better just not say it at all. Um, and so it, they, it, they were taking the law one step further in an effort to not break the law, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing. But they accumulated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these traditions, like washing your hands before the meals that Jesus and his disciples didn't do, and it made them angry. Mm -hmm. And it was those little traditions that were built out of a good thing that when Jesus didn't follow their traditions to the T, um, that's where they got challenged. So, Riley, um, how do we do that today? What are some of those little traditions that we have or, um, yeah, things like that that might not explicitly be God's law, but that we've built out of good intentions, but when those things are threatened, it can cause us to miss yeah, out on what God's doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think one big thing that we have to be careful about, and this is so relevant in our culture right now, but this is relevant about every culture ever, I would say, is we've got to be careful not to associate everything about our culture with, you know, what God says. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there. There are different sides of the political spectrum where people are like, well, Jesus would do this or Jesus would do this or this honors God or this doesn't honor God. Um, And we've just got to be super careful to realize that Jesus never did what anybody expected him to do. Mm -hmm. He he was constantly, you know, breaking down barriers. He he was challenging different people. And, And I don't think Jesus really ever sided with any one group, you know. You think about in Scripture, you know, he hung out with tax collectors, sinners, 
but he told them leave their life of sin behind. Yeah. And, um, y- you know, here in this situation, he, he directly opposed religious leaders. So, yeah, I think one thing we've got to be really careful about is, you know, equating our way of life to exactly what God wants us to do. Because if somebody has a different way of life, then a lot of times we'll start to question, well, is that what God would really want us to do? When when a lot of those things, I think there's freedom there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people can act different ways. They can do different things as long as there's not anything morally wrong about it. Yeah. Um, it it's just a, a, a different culture. Yeah. One of the things I think Jesus wanted from those people who disagreed with him uh, was just for them to to hear mm-hmm. and just for them to listen to him. And it seemed like their traditions just blinded them from listening. Um, so, for example, let me just paint a few hypothetical scenarios for you. I'm not saying I'm going to do these things or that I do or do not do these things, but let me just paint some scenarios. You walk into church this week and I'm standing up preaching the sh- sermon in shorts. How would you feel? What, what would you say? Or I don't uh, want to see your white legs. No, you it's, don't. It's Trust not, me. Not you, warm enough you, outside You yet, very right? much don't. Uh, <laughs> or it's, it's Friday evening, and uh, you see my car parked outside the bar, and I'm inside the bar hanging out, shooting pool. Uh, what do you think of me? Does that change your opinion of me? Um, or let's say uh, you see the way I voted in the last election, and I voted the exact opposite of every way that you voted. Um, does that change your opinion of me? Does that change your opinion of whether or not I'm a genuine follower of Jesus? And we don't have to agree on these things. It's, that's okay. Um, but but that's the kind of scenarios that these people were yeah. running into with Jesus. And what stopped them was they just got angry and reacted instead of entering into a dialogue and hearing what Jesus had to say. Mm-hmm. So in any one of those scenarios, would your gut reaction be to come up and say, hey, Luke, what's going on? Talk me through what's happening here and trying to listen, or would you just react and make assumptions? Yeah. And that, that kind of reveals what, the, what our heart is in those sure. matters. I think another example within the church context is different styles of worship music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up here at PCC, and, you know, when I was a kid, we only had a traditional service, and that's what I grew up with. I really like that style of worship. I like what we do in the modern worship service, too. Mm-hmm. Um but, you, you know, I'm getting to a place where, I mean, I'm not very old, but some of the new Christian music that's coming out, I'm like, yeah, I'm not too sure about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think sometimes there are certain people who think, like, they'll hear music and, well, that's not very respectful. Yeah. Or I'm not sure about the words in that song. And I think yeah. I think we've got to remember that. You know, different cultures, mm-hmm. there are different styles, yeah. and different people are going to express their worship to God different ways, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think a lot of that's good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, uh, there's a great quote that I love. I think it was St. Augustine who said, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, love. Hmm. And that's what Jesus prayed for the church. He didn't pray that we would get every single issue uh, right and agreed upon. Um, he, he prayed that we would be one, that we would be unified. Jesus desires unity in his church. Last week, I had an opportunity to sit around a table and eat with several leaders of other local churches hmm. uh, and from other movements, people who I would not agree with on everything for sure. Hmm. But we're going to have some cool opportunities actually to partner with these churches in the months to come. Cool. And I think that's something that mirrors the heart of God and that I'm excited for. Um, so all that being said, um, the, the bottom line here is Jesus accused these people because of their being blinded by their traditions. Um, he accused them of being children of the devil. Hmm. Um, and that is 
that's a harsh thing to say, mm-hmm. man. And he, he said, you're children of the devil, and, and your father, is a, he speaks lies. He's the father of lies. So we see there that the kind of root of being children of the devil is that, like, you're living by a lie instead of living by the truth. Mm-hmm. And one of the lies I think they're living by is the lie that we have to agree on everything in order to be unified. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that if you don't do things exactly the same way that I do, then you can't be a real Christian, right? Yeah. Um, what are what are some of the lies, Riley, that you think we are particularly prone to living by, um, or, 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 or it, what, what would it be about our mindsets that Jesus would point at us and say, hey, you're, you're living as children of the devil? Hmm. You know, I think one thing that we do naturally, you know, you've heard of the statement, birds of the feather flock together. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we do naturally is just surround ourselves with people who are the same as us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think, you know, one of the that's one of the reasons why there are so many different types of churches. Yeah. Is you know, just because different people like different things and have different preferences and I think that's one of the things that Jesus would challenge us on if he was here like be unified, get to know people that are different than you, mm-hmm. you know, cross some of those barriers, whether it's a you know, a theological barrier, whether it's a racial barrier, um, j- just get to know some Christians that are different than you. Yeah. Because um, c- everybody doesn't have to believe 100% the same thing or look 100% the same way for people to be able to worship God together. Yeah. I think that's great. So I guess as we close today, uh, whether, whether you're a believer in Jesus and a follower of him or not, and you're just tuning in, um, we all know there's division in the church and that Christians cause some messes sometimes and that we sometimes uh, major in the minors and we uh, spend too much time nitpicking about the little things and not enough time being unified about the big things. So if you're not a follower of Jesus and you've been burned by that in the past, I want you to know that I'm sorry. That's not our heart and that's not the heart of the God that we follow. I mean, if you are a Christian, I think it's uh, very important, like Riley said, that we're continually surrounding ourselves with people who are different than us. So here's my challenge for you. Number one, never sacrifice the truth. Become a person who knows God's word. Develop deep convictions about these things and deep opinions on how you live your life. Like, that's a good thing to do. Never sacrifice the truth. But be willing to associate with people who differ than you. Listen to them. Learn from them. Fellowship with them. Commune with them. Pray with them. Pray for them. And I believe that in doing so, you will come much, much closer to the heart of Jesus than you were before. So we're honored that you'd spend this time with us. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Yep. Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service, or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.